This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A bill to keep children from accidentally coming in contact with adult content such as pornography has now died in the 2023 legislative session. HB 298 would have required electronic manufacturers to activate the adult content filter that's already put into the phone's tablets, or smartwatches that are made at the facility. This would be done before those items are sent to the mobile carriers in order to be sold. The filters would be made password accessible from the start so that the adult purchasing the phone can either leave the filter on through the use of that password or turn it off. State Representative Chris Sells is the sponsor of the bill. He says he plans to refile it next year and has been working on offering this bill since 2019. A bill to stop or prevent ballot harvesting from happening here in the state has failed to make it to a vote this legislative session. The bill's sponsor, State Representative Jamie Keel, believes that the recent ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court on congressional districts here in Alabama needing to be redrawn ahead of 2024 will require a special legislative session. Keel spoke about what this opportunity means with 1819 Editor-in-Chief Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. I think I think just judging from the opposition that we found that we hit the nail on the head, that we hit it where it hurts, and that is the most severely penalized people in the bill were those folks who were accepting payment to, in, in many cases, it was hundreds or thousands of ballot applications that would be distributed and then the attempt to collect them. Um, and, and we saw it nationwide in the, uh, in the last presidential election. There was videos of people returning uh, large numbers of ballots at, at any given time in drop boxes and that sort of thing. And it did, in my view, change the outcome of the presidential election. My attempt was to get this in place before the next presidential election to be able to do that. We can still do that. After yesterday, we'll probably have a special session sometime. Um, you know, if we had that special session soon enough, we could still get some of this, uh, get this bill and other voter reform bills passed. And then even in the next session, we could still get it in place in time for the general election uh, in 2024. A shooting at a Birmingham birthday party has killed one person. The incident happened on Sunday afternoon, and police say that more than 100 rounds were fired. 18-year-old Montravius Milton of Pinson has been identified as the one fatality. Milton was found lying in the street near the Ingle Nook community when police responded to a shots-fired call. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Investigators found more than 100 bullet casings in that area. The party involved 18- to 20-year-olds. So far, no arrests have been made. A big decision has been made regarding college students here in the state. The University of Alabama Board of Trustees recently voted to freeze tuition rates for the 2023 to 2024 school year. This involves all three campuses within that system, the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, and Huntsville. This tuition freeze involves Alabama residents who are seeking to attend the school. The in-state tuition freeze has been implemented several times in a row for the past seven years by the trustees at the University of Alabama. And when it comes to trustees, a decision was made by the trustees for the Alabama West Florida Conference for the United Methodist Church. That recent decision made by the trustees changes the criteria for churches that want to engage in the disaffiliation process and still retain their UMC church property. The new policy has added further requirements to Rule 2553 of the UMC Book of Discipline. 
The new policy requires a statement of eligibility and reasons of conscience that must be signed by all of the church elders, deacons, and pastors as to why they object to the UMC Book of Discipline. The Alabama West Florida Conference trustees will then determine if that reason is viable in order for the church to take further steps of disaffiliation. Now, the current UMC Book of Discipline does not officially promote or endorse homosexual marriage or practices. However, UMC leadership has also failed to address the vocal and defiant activism that has been going on in some of their more liberal churches where same-sex marriage has been endorsed. This has led conservative UMC congregations to anticipate a future shift towards the liberal side and therefore an exodus from the denomination. 500 churches have already left the UMC in Alabama alone. Conservatives say this latest policy is designed to discourage any other congregations from within the UMC from deciding to leave, potentially entrapping a conservative church within a denomination that is headed towards being taken over by liberal activism that has not been reined in by leadership. You can read more about this issue reported on by Will Blakely at 1819news.com. In national news, over the weekend, Joe Biden placed an LGBTQ flag front and center of the White House portico and then placed a picture of it on social media promoting Pride Month. Now Biden is getting backlash for where he placed the American flag in the process of putting up the LGBTQ flag. The president of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, was one of the first to point out that this is in direct violation of the U.S. flag code even going so far as to quote the section of federal law on this issue. Fitton wrote that in order to advance the revolutionary transgender agenda that is now targeting children here in the U.S., that Biden had to violate U.S. flag code to do so and disrespect every American service member that's buried beneath its colors. The U.S. flag code that Fitton was referring to states that the flag of the United States of America should be at the center and at the highest point when a group of flags are placed together or displayed from staffs. Members of Congress supporting Donald Trump were talking to media outlets over the weekend about his recent indictment. Trump is being indicted for his handling of classified documents at his home in Mar-a-Lago. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio had an ongoing and heated discussion on CNN with host Dana Bash. Says point blank on tape as president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't. Saying he could have. Saying he could have is not the same as saying he didn't. He, he said, said he, now he I can't. He has declassified this material. He said that means now he can't, right, because right, he's not president now, but when he was Which president, means he that did it's declassify. Classified. He said that. Which means Which, that what he, he was holding was classified. No, not, not, not when he, not, not if he, not if he declassified it when he was president of the United States, for goodness sake. But he's saying point Again, blank in this, this audio is, tape this that tr- he did not declassify it. It's, it what you're oh, saying come. just doesn't make sense on its face this is what what this what this truly is dana is 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 an affront to the rule of law it's an affront to consistent application of the law you have secretary clinton who had classified material on a server she was not president of the united states she was secretary clinton you have that happen nothing happens to her when you have two people who do the the same thing, and one has the standard that I've talked about, but the only one who gets indicted is the Republican. The only one who gets indicted is the one who was actually president who did it the right way. Oh my goodness. That is what the American people see. Trump spoke over the weekend in North Carolina at the state Republican Party convention being held in Greensboro. This is what he had to say about the whole matter. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. 
We will roll out the fake news media. We will expose the rhinos for what they are. We will defeat Joe Biden and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. We will liberate. We're going to liberate our country. The Wall Street Journal is now reporting that George Soros, the left-wing billionaire who has sought to undermine U.S. democracy through a variety of efforts, has now handed over his operations and financial empire to his son, Alexander. Soros has a $25 billion portfolio that is being directed through the Soros Fund Management. Just this past December, Alexander Soros was elected to be chairman of the board of the Open Society Foundation. The young Soros was recently in a meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris, although the reason for that meeting was never revealed. And before that, he was seen meeting with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. There is at least $125 million allocated to the democracy pack that Soros has utilized for his left-wing Marxist agenda. A federal appeals court has sided with a Kentucky congregation after they were ordered to shut down by the state governor during COVID and have since taken the state government to court. Liberty Council is the group that has been representing Maryville Baptist Church as it challenged a Democrat Governor Andy Bashir for his lockdown demands. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has sent the whole case back to the lower court, siding with the church. The lower court first issued a preliminary injunction against Bashir's mandate as being unconstitutional, but they never followed through on awarding costs and fees to the church that launched the lawsuit in the first place. The federal court wants the district court to declare the church as the prevailing party in this case. The legal team from Liberty Council described the extent to which the governor acted against this church, having police write down the license plates of anyone who attended the Easter service in 2020, then sending out letters from the governor to those church members, requiring them to have their temperatures taken after they reported every day to the county health department until they were in the clear of not having COVID. They were also told they couldn't attend work, school, go to stores, or travel on any public transportation or leave the state without the state's prior approval. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 